0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance and all of the magical places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, Hmm, which is delightful. The sunflowers are aglow this morning, catching the morning light on this Monday, September 21st. We're right about at the equinox. A lovely time of year, a time of balance. Moving into restoration. Everyone thinking good thoughts for restoring Whoops! Oops. My one impatient that does not get much water is looking quite wilted. Do you guys mind if I put some water in it? While we talk, I ah, had to drink a little coffee first. There. Well, if you guys do mind, I couldn't hear you. Ha ha ha. La 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 la. <laughs> so let's see. Um, I ended up working yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all right. I just have a little bit of a leak going here. Um, worked on Dark Wizard, which I still haven't retitled, but I'm at 94,000 words on the story. Got my, I've technically passed the Act 3 climax, what I think of as being the Act 3 climax, but, you know, I talked a bit about story structure and how I see story structure, and... And Leslie Penelope had a response, and she tagged me, so I followed the link back, and I'd to her pretty much weekly. Sometimes I have to catch up later, but um, I did come back to her. Uh, I actually watched your video version, Leslie, which I almost never do, but yesterday afternoon, or the day before, I was doing some financial stuff. And uh, so I watched the video, or had the video up. And so it was funny. I got to see uh, you talk about your response to what I said about story structure. And an interesting thing about watching uh, the video version as opposed to the just listening is I could see where you edited I could see that you started to say something else, and then you decided to edit it out. <laughs> so I was, I was filling in because, of course, I am a novelist. Uh, author of fiction, and I was filling in what you said there. Um, I'm sure it it wasn't bad, but I suspect that what you were saying was what you ended up saying nicely a little bit further on in that I'm at a different place on my writing, and I have a different approach to writing, both of which are perfectly legit. And I do think that it's a really good point that a lot of the structural rules are there for us when we're learning because you're not sure how to put it together. One thing that I know that's true about my stories is I talk about the act climaxes as being a discrete moment, whereas that's really not the case. Um, They are much longer events than that. Sometimes an act climax might go on for several chapters. So even though I can identify the act three climax as a pivotal moment, and it's something that I can kind of count on my structure chart because I know, you know, it help, it does help me track the beats of the story. My climaxes, especially the final climax of the book, does extend well into that final 10%. My denouement, and I would put air quotes around that, tends to be a whole lot of winding up of of several arcs, internal and external conflict arcs. So, so that's where I am now, because I'm at you know, my characters finally made up their minds and that was kind of the Act Three climax. And now I am am sort of playing out the consequences of that, which ends up being most of the the end of the book. And I think that's probably true for many books. We I don't think we have this long drawn out ten percent denouement that maybe used to be traditional, um, if it was ever there. I mean, these are were always approximate percentages anyway, but, you know, like, I know my uh, life after is much longer than it used to be, and I think that that's been an improvement on the story. Um, this book may not get a lot of that, but it's also my draft. And I'm going to try to put it away um, by Wednesday. It's going to be put away, uh, sent off to both Agent Sarah and the beta readers. So, well, actually, maybe before that, Sarah wants to start reading on Wednesday, I think. Because I did get my email back from editor Jenny... Um, and I'm going to, I think I can bring it up to read to you guys, on The Promised Queen. I have to edit this slightly because of spoilers, but you guys, this is just such a nice email. Jenny is lovely anyway, um, but every once in a while you get just a really nice email from your editor, and Jenny is the kind of editor that, uh, she doesn't say st- stuff like this if she doesn't mean it so she says hi Jeffy. i've finished the promised queen and wow what an end that's with a wow has asterisks around it and what an end had three exclamation points you tied everything together so wonderfully and with all the reveals and twists this story was such a fantastic journey to go on the ensemble cast has such an amazing chemistry and the dynamics between all the characters shown even brighter in this book You've crafted such a beautiful, emotional, moving romance between Khan and Leah. And from the first book to now, I love how their relationship has grown and how they've grown as people. And the, spoiler, um, it was perfect. Along with the last line, I cried when I finished. Still a bit teary now. All of it was beautiful and such a glorious end to the Forgotten Empires. I have a very few small line edits which can be addressed at the copy edit stage. So, I think we can say that the promised queen is complete. Smiley face. And then we all pause and go, woohoo. Um, I cannot... Congratulations on this absolutely stunning book, Jeffy. I cannot wait for readers to get their hands on this. They are going to absolutely fall in love. X-O, Jenny. So... For those who have been following along for some time, we know that that is the starting bell for, or the ending bell, starting bell for me to move past my non compete. Book three is officially gone to coffee edits. So, Dark Wizard is, well, now I'm going to be mixing metaphors, but you know, I suck at sports metaphors anyway. uh, Dark Wizard is warming up uh, in the batting box, getting ready to, uh, no, not in the batting box. Anyway, warming up, getting ready to step in. So, we'll see how much I get written on it today. I, I might push. I might push and get a lot done on it today. We are taking tomorrow off and going to Abiquiu again. Going to go do some kayaking and fishing, so that'll be nice. Um for the rest of the season, we're probably going to try to go on weekdays like this when there are not too many people there. Uh, last th- Thursday when we were there, the trees were starting to turn, so that we might be getting some nice color. I'll see about getting some photos. The There's a view down the Chama River Valley once all the cottonwoods are turning. That's just spectacular. Might be a bit early for that. So, so yeah. Get Dark Wizard turned over to Agent Sarah and the beta readers. And then start writing on either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on where I stand on stuff. I'm going to start writing on... Um, brace for it. The Long Night of the Crystalline Moon. Ha! I have a title. And you guys said it couldn't happen. Uh, that was the other thing I did yesterday. was that I figured out all of my character names for the prequel and the four book series so that I could come up with a sustainable titling pattern I have learned from mistakes in the past. And actually, I don't think that's mistakes necessarily, but, um, you know, like the Mark of the Tala set the naming structure for the rest of the books in that series, So everything in that series is the something of the something, except for two early mistakes. And those of you who are fans will recognize what those mistakes are. Uh, Negotiation and Heart's Blood, which I wrote very early on, uh, before I realized that I needed to stick with the same naming pattern. And I realize it's not critical, but it is something that lends cohesiveness to the series. Um, so, I, I like the the Long Night of the Crystalline Moon is a different naming pattern, so it sets off this series from the Uncharted Realms, Twelve Kingdoms, Chronicles of Desnarium, um, and the series is going to be called, drumroll please, Heirs of Magic. Pretty good, huh? Um, I, I kept playing with words like children and I didn't like that because these are adults, you know, and then if you say adult children, I go immediately to adult children of alcoholics. So <laughs> none of those work, but I like Heirs of Magic. So, and all of the the books will have a title like the something, something of the something, something. <laughs> And it should be entertaining. We'll come up with some good titles that way. I have, um, when I go to do titling like that, I make lists of words that are applicable. And I futz around them with them until I find the word that more closely encapsulates the feeling that I want to transmit. The idea, um, so thus, you know, heirs instead of children, that sort of thing. You know, one thing that I do for inspiration, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I always end up looking at paint swatches (laughs) of all things. Yeah, because I'll like Google colors. And if you Google like a color and you go for images, you'll get these, um, you know, sort of palettes of all of the different paint colors. And they all have these great names. And you can find all of these um, wonderful poetic names for various colors. And it's uh, that's where I came up with Crystal and Moon. So uh, a a funny little tip there, I suppose. So um, Corrine is doing well after her surgery. She... Uh, was feeling pretty good she got to go home on schedule and she has been uh, you know doing pretty well you know, not a terrible life having to nothing to do but lie around and read her favorite thing it was funny because I sent her some stuff for when she checked into the hospital and I sent her flowers and chocolates in case she could have a treat and the florist also had the option to add this bunny doll that's called a Miffy. Um, and apparently Miffy is a cartoon rabbit in, in the Netherlands. It's a Dutch you know, children's story. And Miffy is this little stuffed rabbit, super cute, with ears that stand straight up. And you could get it in pink, white, or blue. And so I got her a blue Miffy doll, not ball, blue Miffy doll too, because we all know, well, those of you who know Corrine, you know, know that she has her alter egos. She loves what they call the plushies, stuffed animals, the plushies. So I thought, oh, how cute. She'll like Miffy. And I got blue because uh, I figured white would show the colors, you know, would get dirty too fast, and pink a uh, Corrine doesn't like pink, so blue it was. So, I have, you know, I, I bought them all from the florist, you know, and arranged for them to be sent and all of this, and then Corrine messaged me while she was on her check-in day. You know, they're so much more civilized over there. Uh, they do have the national health care system, and they had her check in to the hospital at like 10 in the morning the day before her surgery so she could do all of her tests, you know, including COVID tests and everything else, and settle in and spend the night and then do the surgery the next morning. I, I don't think American hospitals <laughs> would do that because uh, the insurance companies don't want to pay for it and the insurance companies run our country. Not that I'm cynical. So... She messaged me, and she said, thank you so much for sending the delivery. Uh, The front desk is confused, though, because they know the chocolates and flowers are for me, but there's also a Miffy, and is that from you? And I said, yes, Miffy goes with it. So it turns out uh, her significant other, Eric, verified that they were confused because usually the Miffies only go to children, and they knew that. Corrine was an adult, so they thought, well, flowers and chocolate, but who the hell is this money for? (laughs) Which I just think is really funny. She thinks it's funny, too. I said, clearly, they don't know us. I may have told you guys this story before. Sorry if I did. But anyway, Corrine said that uh, she had always loved Miffy as a child, and there's a book called, you know, like Miffy Goes to the Hospital with the uh, kid, Actually, it sort of looks like the bunny kids <laughs> sitting in bed holding the, the Miffy bunny. So, Corrine reenacted that for me. And she said she'd fulfilled a lifelong dream. So, that was kind of awesome. Got to have the blue bunny doll. So, I think that's most of my stories for right now. And I'm running behind this morning for no good reason. Except that I woke up at 6.30. I, I was really... This time of year, I just sleep and sleep, and also finishing the book, I sleep a lot more. So, at any rate, I am going in to make my second cup of coffee and get ready to meet Dorinda in 10 minutes. So, I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you'll find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all probably tomorrow. If I have time to record a podcast, I will. You all take care. Bye-bye.